Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So for this week's walk-in, we just have to quickly return to last week's episode, which was our Too Cool for School album review. We got a couple corrections from some people, which was really wonderful because there were some things that we definitely missed. So uh, we got a correction from Cal's or at CalSoom82 on Instagram and Emmy at Emmy E. Warden on Twitter about how the intro Too Cool for School track on their Too Cool for School album, it ends up sampling Epic High, which we failed to mention in our episode, which is pretty significant because Epic High was really one of those inspirations for BTS. They were super influential to BTS. Yeah, I feel like at one point we just gave up on trying to search what was sampled in this song mm-hmm. um so i we're really appreciative to the iconics who reached out to us to let, to let us know this info yeah so emmy ended up saying that in the intro track the sample that says we are now going to progress to some steps and so on uh that is in fact a sample used in the intro go for epic high's debut album from 2003 so we had no idea that this was this what was being sampled from Go, uh, the intro for Epic High's debut album. I had no idea. So that's really neat. Uh, Emmy also went on to say that Epic High's debut album is literally called Map of the Human Soul. Wow. Holy crap. I did not know that. Right? That's I didn't know so that cool. either. That, uh, how did we miss this? This is why I'm so grateful that you both reached out to mm-hmm. us. To let us know, uh, Epic High uh, is just such an influence for BTS. Uh, they're still, they still talk to Epic High. Mm-hmm. They're still close, so it's just huge. So yeah. we failed to mention that, and we needed to to let you all know. Very, very cool that Namjoon and Yoongi got to pay homage to Epic High. Oh so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, we definitely also, before we even do anything else, we have to tell you guys to go back to listen to this episode on Spotify to the Spotify only version on Spotify there's two versions also because the regular version also posts to Spotify but the Spotify only version album review has the songs in between our commentary about them and it's such a cool new way it's to experience. experience yeah it's I mean somebody told us that it felt like the podcast got a revamp when they listened to it that mm. way um, so please if you have not listened to the Spotify only version go listen to it it's so or a cool. Too cool for school album review yeah. it's in 
parentheses Spotify only. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely go do that. And uh, while you're over there on Spotify, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, guys! guys. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, our brand new podcast one through seven went live on Spotify. Yeah, four episodes yes. and a trailer. If you haven't listened to the trailer already, as well, we kept this a secret, <laughs> and it was really hard to keep a secret because it was really kind of up in the air whether or not we would take on and tackle a second podcast. Right. But the idea of what one through seven is was just too damn good to pass up. Yeah, it was so interesting. And as we developed it, we kind of hinted that we were working at something during our last episode of 2020, our kind of year end review. Um, but and then last week, we just dropped a trailer. We just dropped the trailer. Out of nowhere, like, here mm-hmm. you go. Um, so if you've been wondering what that was, um, you can go listen. This is a Spotify exclusive podcast because it uses the feature where we can listen to the songs in between our commentary on um on a playlist but it's way different than what we do here at standing bts very different from standing bts it's basically like I would say kind of a condensed version of an album review, but we really focus on taking you through a journey. It or tells a story. A Every story. playlist tells a story yeah. for sure. Um, but the commentary on one through seven is super condensed. What we say here in standing BTS is very conversational, very mm-hmm. back and forth, very unscripted. Uh, so what we say here takes about 20 minutes. What we say in one through seven takes about two <laughs> two yeah. minutes yeah. I just very condensed uh we've put a lot of really hard work into it guys so much work uh so much planning tons of excitement around mm-hmm. it we're really hoping that you all enjoy it so after you're done listening to this episode of the fanfic files yes. please go check out one through seven which is exclusive just to spotify yes please do and please let us know what you think about it um on that note welcome back iconics and if you're new to the podcast i'm kayla and i'm bethany and this is standing bts yes yes welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, I am once again calling on Big Hit to close the gyms because (laughs) (laughs) BTS are just way too hot. Like, Bethany, did you see those fucking Samsung commercials? I saw them. Did you see them? I saw them. Oh, my God. No one was looking at the phones. No one's looking at the phones. There were phones in those ads. There was product in those ads. All I saw was BTS. But same. Same. Or the new Tiny Ton animation just brought me into full tears. Oh my god, it literally made me cry. It hit a spot. It hit a spot. It's a really sensitive one. Yeah, <laughs> zero o'clock. Oh my gosh. Tiny Tan's so cute. So if you're here for that, then you're in the right place. All right. So today's episode, we are doing the fanfic files. Uh, So this is a series where Kayla and I both choose a fanfic of our choice. 
and we read them out loud to all of you guys and to each other so we don't know what each other picked and so we're all here to just hear some really great stories written by some incredibly talented armies. Yes, but before we get into today's episode, we want to say thank you Iconics for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standing BTS. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standing BTS podcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated. Yes, thank you guys. Um, it is January. It is National Blood Donation Month, guys. Please get out there, donate blood. Go to americasblood.org to find local blood banks in your area to donate to. Please find some time this month to, to go donate blood at least one time. Um, Bethany and I plan to do it next Monday, and we will definitely post pictures of us doing it together. Please use hashtag National Blood donor month nbdm or adrp to promote uh this this cause this month of january definitely consider donating blood this month yes guys thank you all right so i'm gonna go first this week for the fanfic files are you ready kayla (laughs) yeah i'm ready everyone sit back grab your cup of coffee cozy in (laughs) or hot chocolate whatever it is Uh, So my fanfic this week is titled Smoke in a Bottle, and it was written by the Impossible Impala on AO3. Yay! I'm very excited for this fanfic because this was written by a fellow iconic. Her name is Laura. Her Twitter handle is at FunkyTownAngel. You should definitely go follow her and see of her work on AO3. She does such a great job. So Smoke in a Bottle was published on March 22nd, 2020 with a total of 8,812 words. I largely picked this fic because of Laura for being such a longtime listener. Oh Mm -hmm. my goodness, Laura has been listening to us since probably the start of this podcast. Uh, So it was about time that we shared one of their fics. But I also really, really loved Tiny Yoongi in the new Dream On Tiny Ton animation and how he turned back around to face the army that was lying in bed just to double check to make sure that she was asleep and that Mm -hmm. she was okay. That was so sweet. I know. So this fanfic really kind of feeds off of that. That's why I picked this one. Just to give you a summary of this fanfic, it's a fantasy AU where Jungkook is a prince and he receives an hourglass as a gift on his 20th birthday. He's surprised to find that someone lives inside of it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You ready? I'm so ready. It's Jungkook's birthday. He's turning 20 years old and there's a magnificent feast held in his honor. There's entertainers breathing fire, tossing knives as a man spins on a wood cutout, the blades narrowly missing his face and hands and slamming into the splintering wood. The band is rhythmically pounding drums, flutes upbeat, and guests are dancing between the extravagant food-filled tables. His father, the king, is sat beside him, chatting courteously with a noble from one of their wealthier villages in the kingdom. For the past two days, the folks within the walls of the city are have celebrated with song, dance, and art. There had even been a firework display last night as the moon rose to the center of the sky, signaling the beginning of his birthday. The kingdom of Jam, translating into English as gold, 
is a prosperous one, a peaceful one. It has been for some time now. Though the prince has heard whispers of greed-driven lords complaining about taxes, some issues with trade at the northern border, and of course the ongoing threat of the Saxons to the east who have a habit of trespassing into GM. There's a number of gifts stacked on a velvet blanket beneath one of the stained glass windows within the chamber. Jungkook is curious what trinkets the nobles have gotten him this year. Usually there's robes, rings, gems, and offers of hands in marriage to their daughters, even though they know they have to go through his father for the proper courting rituals. Jungkook approaches the table and shifts through the parcels. He's bored of the sight of silks and scarves, as plenty of perfumes has plenty of perfumes and oils. The herbs don't really do any good for him either. The prince pauses at the sight of something rather peculiar pressed up against the wall at the back of the table. He stretches for it and picks it up carefully. It's an hourglass, filled with black sand. Curious, isn't it? The feast comes to an end, and Jungkook makes sure to take the hourglass with him as he is escorted back to his quarters by the guards. He's not sure what he's expecting. It's just a dumb toy, a timer. He doesn't really have any use for it. Still, he leaves it on the mantle and stares at it as his manservant disrobes him and puts on his evening attire. Once Jungkook lays in bed, he dismisses his servant. The prince has his hand on top of his bare chest as he stares blankly at the thick sheets hung over the top of his four-poster bed. Okay, visual. (laughs) (laughs) He sighs. He's 20 now. Two years ago, he was having his coming-of-age ceremony, which had gone on for an entire week and involved a jousting tournament. There had been an assassin hidden among the contestants who had nearly killed Jungkook. Oh, shit. Thankfully, he managed to bury his sword in the man's back, and then the royal herbalist had healed Jungkook's wound. An arrow had hit his shoulder, nearly missing his heart. All because he is the crown prince, destined to be king of GM, whether he likes it or not. Father better never die, he whispers to himself. He's about to shut his eyes when he hears a rustling sound, then a sound like tinkling bells. He lays still, arms slowly moving up under the pillows to grab the dagger he keeps there. There's a sound, like glass clinking, and Jungle grips the handle of his blade and leaps up, standing on his bed while squinting all around the room. The prince would call for the guards, but he's nearly certain it's just some mice his manservant has failed to contain. Slowly, he jumps off the bed, landing with light feet and surveying the floor carefully. A sparkle of light on the mantle above the dying fire catches his eye. Barefoot, he goes over and stands on the warm stones in front of the fireplace. The hourglass is still set on top. He picks it up, out of the way, and looks for movement under the vases and trinkets that decorate the mantle. He sees nothing, no mice, and sets the hourglass back down. And then he stumbles backwards in shock. By the blood of Christ, there's a a person inside the sand glass. The prince feels certain he must be seeing it wrong, holds his blade tighter, and takes a few careful steps forward, squinting at the glass relic. Sure enough, there's two tiny cat-like eyes staring at him in the dark, a tiny shadow figure inside the dark sand. Jungkook picks it up, crouches, and uses the light of the fire to see by. The little person is dressed in all black, no shoes or accessories. Their hair is gray and fluffy, skin rather pale, and eyes dark. If it were a human, it would be beautiful. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Close to someone Jungkook might invite into his chambers to spend an evening with. Is it a man? It seems to be. 
The prince has the glass tilted sideways, held horizontally so that the sand is flattened out. The fairy is sitting with their arms supporting their back and is pressed so far away from the warmth of the fire as it can get. The prince takes the glass with him back to his bed, lighting a candle at his bedside and lying on his side to hold the hourglass near it. The little fairy is staring at him. Hello there, Jungkook whispers. You're a funny little fellow, aren't you? The fairy glares, as if he's offended at being called such a thing. What are you? The prince hums, not really expecting an answer. Are you a boy? The fairy nods. Are you trapped in there? Another nod. Can you do magic? After a moment, another nod. Jungkook considers him. Who trapped this fairy inside here? What kind of magic does he have that makes him so dangerous? Or was it a petty, selfish reason, perhaps? Jungkook has heard of criminals who capture fairies and force them to use their magic for evil. He wonders how long the boy has been inside the glass, but doesn't think he can speak. The prince is tired and doesn't seem as though the fairy is capable of doing anything while in the time glass, so he sets it on the side table, the fairy moving out of the way as the black sand falls down around him. Then he lays on top of it, looking like he's about to sink through it. He's a bit cute, really. Jungkook sees why someone would want to capture him for themselves. Today was my birthday, he tells the fairy, who he knows is still looking at him from his glittering irises. My father hosted a feast, like he does every year. I suppose you saw, since you were there. It's a lot of fuss, really. I'm not a kid anymore, you know. I think father just does it because I'm his only heir, and he needs me to... Jungkook yanks the blankets up over his bare torso and buries himself in them. He keeps introducing me to all these daughters of noblemen. There's duchesses and ladies and even a princess last year. I'm thankful we're at peace or else he might force me into marriage. There's older women too. There was a duchess he had me meet tonight that was twice my age. She batted her lashes like the prince groans. Sorry to ramble. I'm lonely here, as you might imagine. I don't want a lady, even though father is begging me for children to continue his bloodline. I don't know what I'll do. But the kingdom would never accept an unwed king. My father probably won't let me go another year without courting someone. Anyhow, Jungkook trails off, falling oh. asleep. Oh my gosh. Like, wow. What an amazing setup to this story. Mm-hmm. Like, we have Jungkook, prince, with all of these, this mountain of responsibilities that mm-hmm. he doesn't want to deal with. Like, he it's just thrust upon him. He had, there was an assassination attempt on him. Yeah, Holy someone shit. Someone tried to kill him. And so, like, when he heard noises, like, he went to, someone's trying to kill me. Yeah, he like, a dagger, like, under his pillow. See, he's traumatized. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be king. He doesn't want to be forced into marriage. And on top of that, he got this trinket that he thought was just a, a toy, basically, and it actually has a little fairy in it that now he has to figure out what to do with this fairy? What to do, yeah. Oh, okay. But feels like called to it. Yeah. 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 He feels free to talk about this with it. Yeah. When he wakes up to sunlight flooding over him, his first thought is of the small fairy. He's still sleeping in his dark pile of sand. Rise and shine, your highness, his manservant says brightly, making the prince blink sleepily. Oh, Lord, he can't stand the servant. Junga groans in response, tugging a blanket over his eyes. When he peeks back out, the fairy is awake. The prince isn't sure why, but he smiles so wide at the sight of him. He grabs the glass, making the fairy sit down and hold on as he's moved. Jungkook hurries to his cabinet full of confidential letters and documents and unlocks it. He pushes aside some of the files and makes space for the time glass. Will you be okay in here for a bit? I don't want him to see you. 
Jungkook whispers to the fairy, certain his manservant would report the fairy to the king. The prince isn't sure why, but he wants to keep him to himself. After all, he was Jungkook's birthday present. The fairy nods, <laughs> seemingly delighted at the idea of being submerged into darkness. So Jungkook sets him inside and locks the cabinet. The guards escort him as always, a pair keeping their distance as Jungkook does his princely duties of checking in on, on the locals and seeing how they are and making sure that he makes a positive impression on them, just as his father has always told him to do. His father, for as much as he pushes Jungkook, doesn't let him participate in diplomatic meetings, strategizing, or making amends with unhappy nobles and their villagers. At times, Jungkook almost thinks his father is hiding something from him. Mm. Inside the walls, people are all the same. Outside the city, Jungkook has seen the nobles who drip in gold and greed take advantage of the peasants who farm their land. Then there are the commoners who struggle to feed their children, struggle to stay warm in the winter months, and have too many children die from disease. Jungkook has seen the ugly parts of his kingdom, but here in the city, there is a certain standard that is maintained. When Jungkook gets back to his quarters, he makes sure to share his experience in town with his new tiny friend. He has an image, a reputation, Jungkook explains to the tiny dark fairy in the time glass. My father invites all these diplomats and traders and chiefs here to the main city because we look good. All the people are happy and their homes aren't falling apart, but throughout the rest of GM, people struggle. I've tried asking my father what we could do to help commoners in the Western Plains or the kids living in the slum at the Southern Hills, but he makes it sound as if it's their fault that they're poor. The prince sighs as he swings his sword, practicing wrist rotations, his stance, and a set of strides his coach has been drilling him with. Swordsmanship is something Jungkook is both good at and terrible at. I think my father doesn't see how his taxes hurt the poor. Of course, we need taxes to pay the knights that protect our kingdom and to keep things running, but he taxes the poor the same as the rich. How could he make sense of that? I'm crown royalty, but the nobles are nothing more than men with bloated egos masquerading as kings. You should see the way they look at me when they visit, he tells the fairy, who is now set on top of a stool nearby. One of the barons, Baron Mildon, hired an assassin to try and kill me. I'm certain of it. It was a couple years ago now, but we've never found out who hired him. But he thinks that it's this guy. Like, clearly he, like, has, like, a lead of some sort, mm -hmm. some kind of inkling. Yeah. Yeah. This comes up later on, so mm. it's important to, to okay. note that. Yes. The fairy nods along, like he's really listening to Jungkook. He appreciates the company, even if the conversations are very one-sided. The prince crouches in front of the hourglass to get a good look at the pretty small creature trapped inside. What should I call you, I wonder? At least, until you're able to tell me your real name. He considers the figure who is sitting cross-legged on the black sand, skin pale and eyes glittering. Sugar, maybe? Or like, sugar? Oh my god. <laughs> the scene reminds me of it, and you seem very sweet. The fairy's eyes widen, but he nods after a moment, as if to agree with the name. Jungkook grins. Really? Sugar it is, then. You're so nice to me, though I suppose you don't have a choice. If I ever do or say anything that you don't like, please let me know. He tries to be considerate of the man who can't walk more than a few inches around the sandfield dome. Aww. It's so hard being alone. My best friends are my trainers and the knights who guard my door. But I can't tell them how I really feel. To tell to them, I'm just the crown prince, his highness, who needs to be protected. You know, knights have died for me before. I was a little kid, 
but the knights died to protect my father, but also me. Suddenly, Jungkook feels tears swell in his eyes. He doesn't want to look foolish in front of the dark fairy, but he can't help the silent tears from falling down his cheek. I'm the only one, and one day, the entire kingdom is going to rely on me, and I'm... I'm not ready, Suga. I'm not ready. Mm. He hears a little sound and wipes his tears away to see Suga standing, hands pressed against the glass, as he looks up at Jungkook with a concerned expression. It looks like he... Like he genuinely cares that Jungkook is so hurt. The prince can't believe it. That someone wants to be here for him instead of telling him, Sire, if you are to be king one day, there is not room for uncertainty or sorrow. Jungkook knows he ought not to cry, but he lets the tears continue to stream down quietly as he looks at the little fairy. You and I aren't so different, are we? He whispers, pulling the hourglass closer, almost into a hug. We both have a lot of power, but we're trapped, and we can't use it for what we want. You can't get free of the time glass, and I can't, well, I can't do most things. Oh. The fairy nods, looking like he's crying too. Jungkook wishes the fairy were free, wishes he could speak to him properly. Okay, so, but why can't he just, like, break the time glass or something? Like, has that been explained? It hasn't been explained yet. Like, why can't, why can't he set him free? Um, I really think for the sake of the story, it's that he just really enjoys the company right mm. now. I mean, it, it seems like he's really the only person he can talk to, honestly. Yeah, I think he hasn't gotten to the point of like, maybe I should break this glass and set him free. Yeah. Yeah. Because but, then I'll have no one. Yeah. 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 Oh. Mm-hmm. There's a tournament this week. It's an annual tournament where commoners compete and the winner gets to be sworn in by the king, named a noble and a knight. Jungkook's job is to be the judge during the duels and to become a friend of the winners so that they are more easily accepted by the knights of the kingdom. Jungkook enjoyed the first few days of the tournament, but is grateful once it's over and the winner is announced. The winner is attractive to Jungkook. He has honey-colored hair, dark eyes, and a soft face. Later that night, the castle hosts a ball for the noblemen, knights, and of course, the commoner being welcomed into the nobility. Jungkook spots the winner, Lee Ji-hoon, and somehow he must feel Jungkook's gaze because he looks up and locks eyes with him. Jungkook hasn't eaten since morning, and thus the meat he's been chugging hits him fast. He pours himself more and drinks it hungrily, waiting to see if Jihoon will come over. While Jungkook refuses to court anyone yet, he's had his fair share of bed warmers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this like really weird switch in, in story here, but yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah. They've all been men. So his father can't complain about the risk of having a bastard child. At last, the soon-to-be knight comes the prince's way, Jungkook straightening up and trying his best to impress. Your Highness, Jihoon bows deeply. No need for that, Jihoon. Jungkook waves the formalities away. You're one of the knights now. Are you glad for it? Yes, of course, the man smiles. Have you a lady friend or wife to celebrate with? Jungkook asks, hoping he guessed right. And I don't, sire. I'm a bit lonely here. (laughs) Jungkook moves in a little bit closer, offering the man some mead, which he accepts. The prince gestures around the chamber at the women on the fringes. What about one of these lovely ladies? Certainly they must interest you. Oh, Jihoon swallows visibly looking uncomfortable. 
they aren't really my type. Oh my god! With that, the prince finishes his cup of mead and says casually, if you want company, you're welcome to come to my chambers tonight. Stop. But tonight only. <laughs> Jungkook pickup artist. Uh, right? Like seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with that, an hour later, they're both tipsy and back in his chambers. Not before long, they're kissing. In the middle of their steamy makeout session, a light flashes in Jungkook's peripheral vision and notices it as Suga, his fairy. Oh my god. <laughs> he left him on the bedside table and now he's stuck there watching Jungkook ravage a stranger's face. And now that the prince thinks about it, Jihoon sure looks a lot like... Oh. By God's bones, Jungkook curses, <laughs> pushing himself up and off before things can go further. I'm sorry. I can't do this tonight. I have to leave for business in an hour. I forgot. I'm sorry. Jihoo blinks in a daze, very confused. Honestly, the prince is confused too, but he knows that he can't do this with a little fairy watching them no. and knowing that Jihoon sure bears some re- some resemblance to, well, to Suga. Oh my God. <laughs> so he like looks like him. Yeah. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. You're in, you're trapped. You're watching me do this right now. Yeah. That's, that's uncomfortable for both of us. Yeah. But also you look, you just look just like, like him. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. It's very weird. <laughs> it's funny though. Yeah. Jihoon, really didn't expect this turn. Like really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jihoon leaves without a fuss. Like he thought it was too good to be true anyway. And Jungkook goes straight to the dark fairy. The fairy is curled up, ears covered, and body turned away from where Jungkook had been on the bed. Jungkook's heart thumps with guilt and with thankfulness of the consideration Suga went to just by turning around. They've been talking every night for two weeks, or at least trying to communicate. Suga can write in the sand with his feet, though it's not the fastest method of communication. Still, Jungkook found out he's a shadow fairy, whatever that means that he was in the park's kingdom prior and that he's been inside the hourglass for five years now. Oh my gosh. Five years. Suga, the prince whispers, picking up the glass and frowning into it. The fairy stirs, sitting up and seeming surprised at Jungkook's presence. The little fairy looks around and sees that Jihoon is gone. Oh, Suga, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking with bringing him here. I don't want him. I don't like him. I like talking to you, even though it's hard. I like knowing you. I just... Jungkook presses his eyes against his palm. I wish you were here with me. I wish I could hear your voice. You're so sweet. And I think we could be friends if you were free. Or even... Or even more. (laughs) Jungkook finishes with red cheeks. He adverts his gaze, but looks back when he hears tiny hands on the glass. Yeah? Suga steps back, bosses hands into fists, and then brings them down into a smashing motion. Jungkook furrows his brow, watching as Suga does it again and again, and eventually gets tired and tries something else. He presses his hands against the glass of the cage, and then pretends like he's smashing the glass. No, Jungkook can't help but to say, wait, Suga, but I'd hurt you. You'd get hurt. The fairy shakes his head in disagreement, repeating the smashing motion. But what about the glass? The prince widens his eyes, holding the hourglass so carefully. He does want to free Suga, though, to be beside Jungkook instead of trapped. I want to free you. The fairy jumps up and is practically vibrating at the thought. Okay, okay, but how? Jungkook mostly asks himself. He turns around the room, thinking of the hefty handle of his dagger. Breaking it isn't the issue. It's the making sure the shards doesn't slice through the fairy's small body that's the issue. 
shook his powers can't return without them being freed first. So he can't protect himself, and Jungkook wouldn't dream of hurting him. The little fairy has become his friend, an admirable figure who's so brave and strong to be trapped in the glass for as long as he has. The fairy looks weak, like he might not make it much longer without being freed. Surely the creature needs energy from somewhere. Jungkook ends up with a roll of sticky tape and then takes the dagger from beneath his pillow. Okay, I have a plan. I'm going to tape the glass up with this, so hopefully it won't shatter on you. And then I'm going to break the end of it just by a little bit, so you can hopefully climb out, okay? The fairy nods. Okay, now you need to go into the middle so I don't... Jungkook's breath hitches. So I don't hurt you. Sugar goes into place and the prince carefully covers his half of the hourglass to the sticky bandages. He takes a deep breath, dagger held upside down so he can use the butt of it to smash through. Okay, hang in there. He doesn't count to three because if he did, he'd lose his nerve. So instead, he brings the handle down and hears the crunch of glass through the tape. Jungkook's chest constricts as he carefully removes the bindings, relieved to see that the flat end of the hourglass broke, not the area where Sugar had been hiding. As he takes the tape off, the broken glass comes with it. The light of the fire and the lanterns flicker against the broken shards. Sand spilled out dark against the wooden floor. Then, the fire goes out with a gust of wind. The prince looks up in shock, and then the lanterns extinguish, plunging Jungkook into darkness. Sugar, he calls out, scared for his friend more than himself. He can't see anything. Sugar, please, where are you? Jungkook falls back on his legs, tears springing to his eyes in panic. What's happening? He can't see. And he could have just killed his fairy friend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? What yeah. even? Jungkook. The prince springs up, dagger in his hand as he pivots, squinting into the dark. Jungkook, it's me, Sugar. Sugar? He whispers, hating that he sounds so frightened. What happened? Where are you? Why is it so dark? My name is Yoongi. I'm a fairy of shadows. I feed on chaos and destruction, and I'm so, so hungry. You saved me. There's suddenly cold fingertips on Jungkook's chin, and he's met with silver eyes glinting, not a foot in front of them. Yoon- Yoongi? What's this? What do you mean? Did you make it dark? He's struggling to process, to catch up and comprehend what's happening. Should he be scared? Isn't the fairy his friend? The fairy is human-sized now, and seeps into the dark like he's part of it. The shadows are an extension of his being. Oh my gosh, creepy! Mm-hmm. Uh, like, seriously. Yeah. My prince, the shadow is mine, and I am its. But I must feed it. It's so very hungry. For... For what? Jungkook brandishes his blade in front of him as the cold fingers disappear along with the silver eyes. Even though he's come to care for the fairy, he is still the crown prince. It is his duty to protect the kingdom and its people. And if Yoongi, fairy of shadows, is a threat to that, then he has to be the prince's enemy. Even if it wounds him deeply to turn his knife on the creature who has comforted him and become his friend. For things to break, the fairy hisses. And just like that, the shadows and dark retreat. The fire returns to the lanterns. Jungkook blinks in shock, and then the glass of the windows, the fragile clay of the vases and dishes, shatter with an ear-splintering shriek. And Yugi is gone, leaving Jungkook among the broken glass. Holy shit. Yeah. 
Please tell me there's more. There's more. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Over the next day, the city sees chaos. All the windows in the palace have broken. The fires won't stay lit and the shadows seem darker than ever. Jungkook is in shambles. He confesses to his father that one of his birthday gifts had contained a fairy and the king had screamed the prince's ear off. Jungkook couldn't do anything but agree and beg for forgiveness. Though he can't but think about Yoongi and how he had starved to death for years. And if he feeds on destruction, perhaps he couldn't control himself after Jungkook freed him. The prince follows the incidents through the castle and the city. The shattered clayware, kids crying and wailing, fathers furious at the knights and the prince for not protecting them. Your highness, a young woman calls to him as he surveys the damage done so far. The shadows, they're after me. I feel them. They're everywhere. They destroyed my home and chased me in. Her pupils widen and Jungkook looks down at their feet. Shadows are sweeping in, not not being cast by anything, but putting her in a cloud of darkness. Jungkook is reaching for her, meaning to tug her out of the dark, but suddenly she's coughing, hands at her throat like she's being choked. No, Jungkook exclaims. He grabs and hugs her close enough that the darkness starts to tighten around his own throat. Everything is dark around them, and then brightness. Jungkook chokes, bending over as the air flows back into his lungs. The woman takes gasping breaths, freed from the shadow as she collapses to the ground. They were spared. Yoongi spared her. But why? And why try to kill her in the first place? Your Highness, Jungkook looks up to a royal messenger. The Baron of Milden has been killed. What? Jungkook huffs. Baron of Milden, Baron Dayoung, he's been killed by the shadows. Jungkook's mouth drops open. The Baron. Holy shit. The Baron was the man who the prince secretly believes sent the assassin after him two years ago. The man who wants the prince dead, so the line of Jion would come to a cold end. Did Yoongi kill the man because he knew he once tried to kill Jungkook? And did he try and kill this woman too because Jungkook has shared his aversion to marrying a woman? No. No way. But if the fairy were to be attacking people Jungkook has spoken bad of, then who would be next? That's when it hits him. Yoongi doesn't know anything about Jungkook's father other than the fact that he's complained about him overtaxing, about him pushing Jungkook towards marriage and ruling. He doesn't know that the prince respects his father, that the people need him, that he's done more good than harm. If the fairy is going about the people that has upset Jungkook, then the king would be the next victim. Oh no! Knights! He shouts to the men and around them. Where is the king? We need to go to him at once. I fear the shadows may get him. He rushes back to the palace and reaches the wooden doors of the king's chambers, his stomach dropping at the sight of shadows curling around the edges. He bursts inside, torch in hand, waving it around as if they're feeding off bats in a cave and not a a fairy of shadows. Jungkook moves through the room, swallowing the sound of a man struggling, his father, and gasping when he sees the king choking on nothing, eyes bulging and face starting to lose color. Yoongi! Jungkook cries, Yoongi, stop this, please, stop this, my father is a good man. He's about to rush in and hug his father like he did the young woman, when light suddenly returns to the chambers and the knights behind him gasp in shock. Then there's Yoongi, Suga, the little fairy Jungkook had spoken to for weeks and come to care for, only now he's human-sized, with his hands around Jungkook's father's throat, choking the life out of him. Yoongi, please don't do this. 
Jungkook drops the torch, the flame going out as he rushes in. Yoongi, please, don't kill him. I trusted you. That's why I freed you. Please, I know you're angry and hungry and hurt, but you've fed enough, haven't you? You've destroyed enough. And if you haven't, please, we'll find another way for you to get power. Please have mercy on him. Yoongi's grip on the king loosens, the elder man choking as air begins to filter back in. He hurt you. The fairy rumbles. Your father hurt you. No, no, no. Jungkook shakes his head. He didn't. He's guiding me. He loves me. I need him. Please, Yoongi. If you're angry, be angry at me. I'm the one who kept you trapped when I could have released you from the beginning. That seems to get the fairy's attention, and then he drops Jungkook's father entirely. Yoongi has now turned onto him, the shadows drawing Jungkook closer to the dark fairy as the prince struggles, eyes watering in panic as he begins to feel lightheaded. Yoongi faces him head on, silver hair sparkling and glare as piercing as a feline's. Did you put me in that hourglass? The fairy demands. Deep voice quieter now, just for Jungkook to hear. The prince shakes his head. No, no. You knew how to free me all along and you didn't? Why? Jungkook's eyelids drop. He can't fight anymore. His heart is fluttering as it tries to get oxygen to its blood. I was selfish and I wanted to keep you. To use me? Yoongi hisses. To use my power to your advantage like the scum who bottled me up and abused my gifts, made me hunger and starve when they were when they were done with me and sold me off as a little plaything to be set on a shelf? No. Jungkook lets tears fall, choking on his own saliva now. Because I wanted your your friendship, your company, your smile. And then Jungkook's knees hit the floor. Pain like knives stab his lungs and brain as, as he tries to regain balance and sight. I, I didn't mean to hurt you, someone whispers. I just want to avenge you. And I was so scared and hungry and free at last. Jungkook blacks out before he can respond. When he wakes up, he's in the hospital wing. Your Highness, you're awake. How long have I been asleep? He sits up gingerly. A few hours. You saved the king. You saved the city from the shadows. The Jungkook's blood runs cold. Yoongi, Suga, the fairy of shadows. Where is he? The king is resting in his quarters. No, Jungkook shakes his head. The fairy, the man who used the shadow magic. I'm not certain. You might have to ask the knights. No time, he yells. I'll come back later. Thank you, ma'am. And then he rushes out into the corridor. Knights standing right there. Sire, one of them says in concerns, you should be, where is the fairy of shadows? Well, he was taken to the prison beneath the castle. He's set to be executed at dawn tomorrow. Jungkook curses beneath his breast and hurries through the castle. The prison guards are alarmed at his presence, telling him that he is not permitted to visit the prisoner, to which Jungkook roars, I'm the crown prince. I shall see him if I like, and I shall see him alone. And with that, the knights let him in. He carefully treads over to the cobblestone into the dimly lit, mildew-smelling underground prison. Yoongi? Prince Jion? Don't call me that. The prince grabs a hold of the bars. You know me. Slowly, the fairy rises and approaches the rusted metal bars. He looks nothing like the raging dark fairy. His demeanor is more like that of when he was in the hourglass. He's soft. Yoongi wraps his hands around the metal beneath Jungkook's own hands, looking nervous with big, dark eyes. Jungkook, Yoongi, why are you here? I know you can escape. The fairy shrugs. I wanted to see you again, and I didn't want to scare everyone else. Oh, 
Jungkook exhales. Are you hurt? Are you still hungry? The fairy shakes his head. No, I'm fine now. I'm I'm so sorry for the destruction I caused. I hurt people and their belongings, and I killed someone. I almost killed you and the king. But if I had killed you, Yoongi looks up with regretful, filled eyes. I don't know what I would have done. I'm so sorry. I deserve the fate your father has sentenced me. Yoongi's hand begins to slip from the bars, but Jungkook quickly covers them with his own, trapping Yoongi in place. He knows the fairy acted out of fear and hunger after being bottled up for years, and now that he's been freed and revived, he must be different. Yoongi, do you have control over your powers, over your shadows? Yes, I do now. If I could save you, Jungkook, I really don't... Hush, he says sharply. Yoongi, listen. If I could save you, would you be willing to become a knight? A knight? For the kingdom of GM. For me, for the Geons, you could protect the people, protect me, use your powers to keep peace and at your own will. I wouldn't allow anyone to abuse your abilities, and I would never, never allow them to cage you again. Jungkook, the fairy whispers, sniffling. Could you? Your father, how could he ever let me free? I will be king one day. He listens to me, the prince explains. I'll take full responsibility and see that the villagers are compensated for those who have been hurt. That's too much to ask of you, Yoongi peers up at him, serious. You could risk your place, the trust of the people. No, I won't. As the only heir, my father has no choice. And as for the people, if you can prove to them that you can use your powers for good to protect and not destroy, then they will feel safer than ever. We could change their minds. The prince is silent for a moment, making the fairy press him. What? I want you by my side again. I'm selfish, and I want you with me. I want to hear your thoughts, know your mind, and appreciate your talents. The prince reaches into the cell, hand cupping Yunki's face. I want a companion to share the loneliness with, if you'll have me. The fairy presses into the warm palm, otherwise frozen in place as he stares at him. Yes, yes, Yungi nods, face breaking into a smile as Jungkook reflects it. Let's do it. If you can, I would like to be with you as well. Okay, Jungkook says softly, then reaches for the ring of kings strung around his belt. He unlocks Yungi's cage, and the fairy falls immediately into his arms. Neither of them will ever be imprisoned again. Oh, oh my gosh. It's like, okay, there's so much character development. There's a lot of plot, too. There's a lot of plot. <laughs> it was there's a lot. Like, there's so much development. There's so much development on Jungkook's behalf, right? Mm-hmm. He, at the beginning of the story, like, did not want any of this responsibility. By the end, he's, I'm the crown prince. I'm yeah. going to be king one day. And I'm making the decisions here. And he's fully, and he's also taking on the responsibility of the shadow being unleashed on all of the people. Yeah, and also like him complaining about his father, complaining about all of this and that, and then realizing that like he never spoke about the good. Mm -hmm. He never spoke about the good. Mm -hmm. And Yoongi's response to that really brought insight for him. Like, oh, I do love my father. I do care about my father. And though I don't agree with him on all of these things, ultimately I can be the one to make the change. What a wonderful story. I know. Oh I know. Gosh. It's really good. Wow. Tiny Yoongi, though. Yeah, so cute. The hands pressing up against the glass. I know. So cute. Oh, so cute. Wow. Great story. I really, really loved good. that. I'm glad. 
Okay, so I'm really excited to share my story with you. But before we really get into it, um, I do want to remind everybody that we will be doing our fourth uh, being an army episode to celebrate kind of Valentine's Day, get a little mushy gushy about BTS and army and our special little community of iconics. Mm-hmm. Um, so please, if you would like to share your story about being an army, whatever that means to you, whatever being an army, your story with BTS, your journey as an army, we want to hear about it and we want to share it with the rest of our iconics. Um, so the deadline to send in your story is going to be Sunday, February 14th on Valentine's Day. And then we will put out the episode celebrating all the stories later that week. Mm -hmm. Um, So send in your stories to us via email or social media on Twitter at StandingBTSPod, on Instagram, StandingBTSPodcast, or via email at StandingBTSPodcast at gmail.com. Send them in. Yeah, definitely send them in. This is our fourth Being an Army episode, and we just love getting to share your stories. So email, DM, whatever it is let us know for sure okay so for this story this work was found on ao3 it's written by toxic laughter and as of this recording it has eight comments 202 kudos 18 bookmarks and 1278 hits since its publication date on october 10th 2020 wow Um, you always find these ones i'm like where did you even find these i mean i don't don't (laughs) know you just stumble upon yeah stumble upon love it um this story is called coffee shops and flirtatious men and I'm so excited to share it with you okay (laughs) so I chose this fic because I was looking for something that would just allow me to ogle Namjoon and fantasize about (laughs) him for a while (laughs) like really that's what I was looking for and really goddamn that's the only thing that I've been doing in my real free time lately um it's just the truth thinking about him (laughs) yeah um I mean really him in that long sleeve tight black t-shirt in the samsung commercials come on yeah come on um he's just getting way too built and thick and sexy and very built bethany i literally texted you that (laughs) how hot he is is inhumane it's inhumane it is at this point (laughs) um because i'm suffering i don't understand what's going on (laughs) i don't know what he's trying to do yeah so anyways because of that i had to make all of you guys and every iconic listening suffer along with me Mm -hmm. um i also chose this fanfic because each member of bantan gets like their own little moment to shine um so we really get to appreciate ot7 at the same time that's good because my fic was just yoongi and jungkook so i love that uh, also, the author made a note at the top of this story that I just have to address in case they're listening because I left a comment saying, like, I love this fic and I'm going to share it. Mm-hmm. Um they said that the story is quote silly and makes no sense and I just have to reply to them and say no this story is so so good and it's not the most serious of fanfics but it's funny and it's cute and it really brought me so much joy um so I wanted to thank them toxic laughter for writing this because it was literally exactly what I was wanting to find this week oh good okay all right I'm just gonna get into it I'm not gonna read a summary let's go here's the thing 
Jimin knows that the barista is into men. He's wearing a little rainbow pin on his apron that says pride. So Jimin is pretty secure in thinking that he's at least bisexual. He also knows after many years of self-loathing and finding his confidence that he is a good looking man. So with those two things that he knows to be true, Jimin is left with one very big question. Why did the barista brush him off? He wasn't being a creep about it when he flirted. He had done it tastefully, he thinks, complimenting the man on his broad chest and chestnut hair, asking him if any of the coffee made came in the same flavor of his honey-toned skin. He'd even giggled and played with his hair, all for the barista (laughs) to just nod and smile and ask him if his latte was for here or to go. The response had been so jarring that Jimin just stared at the man for a solid 20 seconds before stuttering out his answer. The barista had just nodded and waved him along so he could serve the customer behind Jimin. Three minutes later, when his coffee came out in a to-go cup, even though he and Young had planned to stay at the cafe, Jimin was still shaken. The barista was gorgeous, tall, tan skin, muscular arms. Definitely the most good-looking man he's seen, outside of his friend group, in a long time. If Jimin closed his eyes and tried to place the barista in a lineup that included all of Jimin's model-esque friends, well, he isn't sure he'd be able to say that the barista didn't belong. With that being the case, Jimin wondered if maybe the barista just thought he was out of Jimin's league. Was he out of Jimin's league? Was Jimin not good enough? He chewed on his thumbnail, now sat next to his soulmate and best friend, staring off at the man behind the counter. Taeyang reached to grab his wrist, tugging it from his mouth. Your manicure, he says. It'd be a waste of money <laughs> if you chewed your finger to bits. Jimin sighs, dropping his hand to the table. What is it? Taeyang hasn't looked up from his book since he started speaking. It's some fancy novel about art in the Renaissance that Jimin couldn't be paid to read, but it's holding Taeyang's interest well enough. He flips the page as he waits for Jimin to answer. Jimin crosses his legs. Do you think I'm hot? Jimin, Taeyang says in warning, what's this about? Just answer the question. If I flirted with you, or say, someone who was equally as handsome and maybe a bit taller and potentially a man who worked in a coffee shop, would you reciprocate? <laughs> Taeyang's glaze flickered up to the barista. Jimin whined and bounced in his seat, telling Taeyang to not look at him. That's what this is about? Did he shoot you down? If he did, he's an idiot. No, he didn't shoot me down, Jimin sighs. He didn't even acknowledge that I said anything. Mm. Yikes. What an asshole. (laughs) Jimin bites his thumb again. Before Taeyang can pull his hand from his mouth again, Jimin drops it back down to the table. You think he's just, like, way too hot for me? Jimin, stop. Literally, (laughs) literally, no one on this earth is, quote, way too hot for you. Mm -hmm. He groans, dropping his head to rest on the inside of his arms. His latte is long forgotten, getting colder by the second. He's much too preoccupied with trying to figure out how he could get shut down so quickly by the pretty barista. Letting out an all-too-dramatic sigh, Taeyang sets his book down, slipping in his bookmark as he does so. How about this, he says, placing a hand on Jimin's back. I'll go up there, flirt with him, and if he responds, then we know he's just not into devilish twinks. I am not a twink. How dare you? (laughs) 
And if he doesn't respond, then maybe his little pin is just an ally thing. Maybe he's one of those straight guys who's really into gay rights. They stare at each other in silence for a few moments before Jimin agrees and waves Taeyong toward the pretty barista. Expecting a different response than Jimin got, Taeyang walks up to the counter with a bit of a swagger. He has no doubt that Jimin is attractive, but if this potentially gay man wasn't interested in cutie Jiminy, then he may be interested in Taeyang. He's not the exact opposite, but he can put on a bit of a show. Oh my gosh, I love this. <laughs> he can deepen his voice, act a little dominant, run his large hands through the air, appear overall menacing if jimin was a cute kind of sexy then taeyang could be a dangerous kind of sexy oh my gosh yes (laughs) (laughs) when he finally comes to stand face to face with the barista he decides to pay a little more attention than jimin he looks past the pride pin and reads the man's name tag hi what can i get you Taeyang smirks. This might be too easy if the barista is that adorable. Hi, Namjoon, right? The man nods. Do you think I could get a raspberry scone? Namjoon nods, leaning down to open the pastry case. Taeyang makes a show of watching him, pleasantly surprised with the view. You're pretty standing up, but bent over, you're a vision. Oh, wow. (laughs) He says, I know, right? (laughs) He says, lowly, leaning farther onto the counter. Namjoon straightens up. Taeyang is a little thrown off by his game, by the fact that Namjoon looks completely unfazed by what he just said. He's completely thrown off by his game when Namjoon says, is that all for today? Too caught off guard, too unable to sputter out some other pickup line or compliment, he just nods and pays for the scone. Jimin is looking at him hopefully as he approaches their table. Any luck? Sitting, Taeyang takes a large bite out of the scone, crumbs cascading down his lips and mouth and to the table below. He chews thoughtfully. Do you think, he says, mouth still full, that he doesn't speak Korean? <laughs> I just love that it's so absurd. You so know? absurd, yeah. Jimin slaps both. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so ridiculous. Jimin slaps both of his palms onto his forehead. Taeyang, every word he's spoken so far has been in Korean. I know, I know, but hear me out. What if he's just reading off of a script? Are you being serious here? Are you? I'm being serious here. This is a real problem. How are we, Jimin gestures between the two of them, this bad at flirting? Are you sure that it's us? I'm still thinking he doesn't speak Korean. (laughs) Jimin wants to... (laughs) This is so, like, V-Man also. It's so (laughs) V-Man. Jimin wants to slap Taeyang. He loves his best friend, but holy crap, he can be dumb sometimes. Thinking, Taeyang starts to come up with a plan. He whips out his phone and sends out a mass text. Let's just get... I know. It's this urgent. (laughs) It really is, you know, clearly. (laughs) Wait till you, wait, just wait till you hear this. 
let's just get the young involved if he can resist those three then he might actually just be a robot good idea if anyone can get a date with him it's the tenacious worldwide handsome Mm, yes they spend the time waiting for their friends in silence watching the barista he's great at his job quick efficient customer friendly but whenever he's not speaking with the customers he just seems to zone out and stare off into space a few times he's spaced out while pouring milk or creamers into cups of coffee only to have cups overfill and dump onto the floor when this happened he blushed a deep red and made quick work of cleaning up his mess jimin occasionally finds himself wanting to leap to his feet to help namjoon when he starts to open bags of coffee grounds with scissors holding them open by one of the blades and using the other blade as a knife like seriously who does that Mm -hmm. nearly 20 minutes pass before the first of the young arrive it's Hosok, dressed in white jeans and a bright red jacket. He takes off his big sunglasses and a yellow sun hat to greet the men. Hey, what was that message about? Whose butt needs to be kicked for hurting my little Jiminy? He reaches out to pinch Jimin's cheeks, but doesn't get to when the owner of said cheeks smacks his hands away what did you even text everyone that my feelings were hurt because some awful mean guy Young rolled his eyes and you think i'm dramatic <laughs> hosok took a seat at the table setting all of his things down so who is it he asked looking around to the cafe Young points to the counter where namjoon is currently fighting with the cappuccino machine the barista are you two that stupid he's probably just turning you down because he's working no young he didn't turn us down he just ignored us hosak raised a brow how so he acted like we didn't even flirt with him i i basically said i wanted to taste him and i said he looked delicious bent over subtle jimin throws his hands out in a way as to say exactly that's what we were saying it's not like we were just saying he had a pretty smile we were practically offering to fuck him and you're worried what that he's not into you that we're bad at flirting Young says Hosok calls them both idiots with a smile on his face before standing up and sauntering over to the counter. Yes. There's no line, so he walks right up to Namjoon. He makes a short conversation before Namjoon has him slide off to the side. Hosok doesn't even look back at them as he waits for his coffee. In fact, he doesn't look up from the floor until he sits back down at the table, cup in hand. Steam snakes out of the little mouthpiece on the cup. Are we entirely sure that he speaks Korean? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Jimin yes. could strangle him. Both of them. Is Yoongi Young almost here? I need someone with brain cells. Okay, but I just have to say, is Namjoon super confused? I'm like, what's going and on with him? He's had like three really hot dudes flirt with him. Yeah. And he's just not budging. Right, what's up? <laughs> Uh, okay, so and they're all sitting together. <laughs> they're all I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> Jimin is needing Yoongi with brain cells. Uh, hey, now I'm your young, and I'm being serious here. It was like everything I said that wasn't my coffee order just flew over his head. What did you even say to him? I asked if he would rather be tied up with silk or rope yikes well maybe we shouldn't have called in the dom <laughs> jimin raised his hand to silence Young. you always call in the dom during situations like this oh my goodness just then is when yugi walks in he spots them offers a little wave then approaches the counter on his own he 
They watch as he orders his iced Americano, waits patiently, and then comes to sit with them. Jimin frowns. Young, you ruined it. You were supposed to come talk to us first before you spoke to him. Huh? I only came because you said you were at a cafe. What was this all for, by the way? The barista! Jimin hisses. (laughs) (laughs) Yungi sips out of his straw. Oh yeah, he's cute. Kind of like a puppy with paws that are too big. I know, that's the problem. We have all tried to flirt with him, but he ignored us. We're trying to see what his type is, or if we're just all terrible flirts. Yungi shrugs. He really didn't respond to me when I flirted. You flirted? Young asked. He nods. Yeah, like I said, he's cute. I asked if he wanted to fuck or not, and he didn't even say anything. Oh my goodness. Blunt. I know. Hosok laughs, hugging Yungi. The older man groans, but doesn't make a move to push him off. You're always so blunt, young. Young glared. You asked him what he liked to be tied up with you did hosok removes removes himself from yungi well yeah that's the important stuff you know i don't want to grab both bundles when i can just ask and only have to grab one god you're a menace Taeyang jumps to his feet when the door to the cafe opens. Young is here, he says, making his move to intercept Sokjin, so they don't want him to repeat Yungi's mistake. He quickly fills Sokjin in on this situation, including the lines they've already exhausted with Namjoon. Oh my gosh, they are not giving up. No, they're persistent, if anything. Jin just laughs smugly at him and tells him to take a seat and watch the master. Yes. For the fifth time, one of the men approaches the barista with confidence bursting through the roof. From afar, the table of already rejected men watches Sok Jin, the flirting master, starts high, falters, and ends low. He leaves the counter with his tail between his legs and a cup of tea in his hand. Nothing, huh? Hosok asks. Jin nods. I told him three, three coffee-based jokes, and it was like I wasn't even there. Aww. He sits down at their table. Am I not as good of a flirt as I thought I was? No, young. Taeyong comforts him. No, this barista is just a real-life angel. Too busy for our bullshit pickup lines. Jin groaned. Did any of you have any luck? Not even a little bit, Hosok says. He gave all three of us the silent treatment, or rather, the customer service treatment. Mm-hmm. I'm a customer he can service. Jin wiggled his eyebrows. Oh my God, tell me that is not one of the lines you used. It wasn't, it wasn't. Why? Do you think it's any good? (laughs) I think if you said that to anyone, you'd be subject to a slap in the face and a permanent ban from their place of work. Jimin crossed his arms and leaned back in his chair. His legs were crossed over one another, foot foot on top bouncing to a silent rhythm. They did have one more person they could call. An ace up their sleeves, if you will. If anyone could get Namjoon to acknowledge their existence as someone other than a customer, then it was him. The Golden Maknae. TM. Yes. <laughs> the, the Golden Flirt. Yes. <laughs> Jungkook walks into the cafe with his head held high and his shaggy hair pulled back into a little ponytail. Mm. He's wearing a <laughs> pair of sunglasses. I know, just that's enough. It's like, oh. Is he blonde? Mm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, he's, he's wearing a pair of sunglasses that are acting as a headband, pushing his bangs back and up, so full fucking forehead. Wow. He shoots the group a glance, then points at the barista. They nod in unison and silently wish him good luck. I just love the visual of like five of them at a table just like yes you know yeah all of bts just yes jungkook's got this you're on this mission approaching namjoon Mm -hmm. 
Much like the others, he approaches the counter with his confidence bursting through the roof. Jimin was kind enough to give him the rundown on what happened to the rest of them. Apparently, the barista had blown each of them off, everyone from dark and mysterious Yoongi to sunshiny Hobie, with this intel, as he called it. He had a few, I- a few good ideas about how to play this out. The barista isn't looking at him when he approaches and is instead trying to dry his milk-covered apron. Jungkook clears his throat. Namjoon looks up and then offers his best customer service smile. I'm sorry, sir. One second. I need to get a clean apron. He takes the apron off and tosses it to the floor, planning on picking it up once he is done with this new customer. The group watch in horror as Namjoon removed his apron, revealing his plain clothes underneath. He was wearing a loose tan t-shirt with the sleeves cuffed up high enough to reveal his muscular biceps. And if that wasn't bad enough, the man is also wearing a pair of navy shorts. Shorts! Oh my gosh, thighs. Shorts. That can't be safe, Jin said, talking about the one thing they were all focused on. He could dump hot water on those glorious thighs. They need protection. Mm-hmm. The others hummed in agreement. Jungkook might need backup. It's too late, <laughs> Jimin said, motioning towards Jungkook with a limp hand. He's a goner. Sure enough, Jungkook wasn't even speaking to Namjoon. Instead, he was ogling, moments from drooling, really, at the exposed skin of Namjoon's legs. Man down, Young said, eyes also <laughs> locked on the expanse of tan skin. He needs an emergency evacuation. Before any of them can get up to rescue their fallen comrade, Jungkook is walking backwards away from the counter, then shuffling over to them. He looks appropriately embarrassed and flicks his sunglasses down to cover his eyes. Jimin rested his hand on Jungkook's. Did you even say anything? Jungkook shakes his head. I'm sorry, Young. I think this guy just might be out of our league. Resigned as a group, they decided to pack up and leave. Jimin mumbles something about returning the next day to see if maybe it was just all a fluke. Jin is about to piggyback on that idea when the door to the cafe bursts open and a man about their age runs past all of the patrons and tables and hops over the counter. Namjoon is completely oblivious to this until the man taps on his shoulder. This seems to pull the barista out of whatever days he's apparently been in all day and his head pops up jackson you're late he pouts i have so much homework to do i know i know i'm sorry i'll make it up to you anything fun happened today no there's nothing happening now either are you good if i leave of course have a good day don't study too hard Namjoon disappears to the back part of the cafe, coming out a few minutes later with a backpack. As he walks past the group of flirtatious men, Yoongi reaches out and grabs his arm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Namjoon stops in his track, staring them all down and lightly tugging at his arm. Yoongi doesn't let go. Can I help you? Yeah, Jimin says. You're Namjoon, right? Huh? One sec. Namjoon reaches up to his ear and takes a little white earbud out and then stuffs it into his pocket. What did you say? Um, you're Namjoon, right? Yeah, do I know you? The group looks bewildered. You uh served us all coffee today? <laughs> well, I mean, all of us, most of us. Jungkook looked sheepish. Oh, I don't remember. Sorry. While I'm working, I listen to my recorded lectures. It's not technically allowed, but I can tune in and out for coffee orders. Hosok raises his hand. Wait, wait. 
Question. Did this mean you didn't actually hear anything we said to you? Probably not. Namjoon chuckles nervously, scratching the back of his neck. Sorry, did I miss something important? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Jimin nods, eyes wide. He can't believe this whole time Namjoon hadn't been rejecting them. He'd just been ignoring them, which arguably wasn't any better. I tried to, I mean, I did flirt with you. Namjoon blushes instantly, face and neck tinting red. Oh, you you did? Jimin nods. Shit, that sucks for me. You're like super cute. Jimin can't help it when he reciprocates Namjoon's blush. Thanks. You're all crazy good looking. Are you sure it was me who you were flirting with? Yes, they all say in unison. (laughs) Namjoon bites his lip. Oh, wow. That's a lot to take in. Sorry about ignoring (laughs) you. It's okay, Yungi says. Can we maybe try it again? What, flirting with me? Yeah, I think you'd like what we all have to say. (laughs) Namjoon is still blushing. Okay, I'm not free right now. I've got some schoolwork to catch up on. But how's tomorrow sound? Sounds great to me, Jin says. We could all go out for coffee. Taeyang smacks his young in the back of his hand. I doubt the barista wants to go on a date to a coffee shop. Is this a date? Of course it's a date, Jungkook says passionately. (laughs) When everyone looks at him, he apologizes for his outburst, pouting. Namjoon pulls out his phone. In that case, you all should give me your number so we can plan our date easier. Jimin snatches Namjoon's phone before anyone else can, putting his number under the contact name, super cute, and then hands it off to the other guys. So, uh, what was your line? Jimin smirks. If you guys serve coffee in the same flavor as you... Namjoon laughed. Would it have worked? Honestly, you could have come up and spit in my face and I'd probably still daydream about you. (laughs) Jimin can't help himself when he smacks Namjoon's shoulder. You better be more than just a pretty face and thick thighs. If you turn out to be an empty shell, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. Taeyang hands Namjoon his phone back. I agree. I hope you're ready to be vetted. We only let the best of the best into our group. Namjoon licked his lips, glancing around the group of men. He would be more than willing to admit that while they were the most attractive people he'd seen in a while, not to mention the most attractive people that he had fucking flirted with him, and said, I will do my best to not just be a pretty face then. Wow. And that's it. That's an amazing fanfic. I love getting to hear all of them try to flirt with Namjoon. And then that Namjoon was just like listening to lectures, (laughs) like school lectures and studying. And that was the reason. That was so great. That was fun. That was so fun. I just loved all of the visuals of each member in their own element, like sauntering up or strutting up to the Mm -hmm. counter and really going for it and then failing so terribly. Yeah. I also love that Jungkook was the last one and that he just completely went like paralyzed at the side of Namjoon's thighs. Yeah, but so Jungkook, like it was just perfect. You know, they're Mm -hmm. like literally the writing was, it literally said the golden maknae TM, like amazing trademark, you know, like this is our our (laughs) ace in the hole. And even like he came Mm -hmm. back, you know. I also love like the subtle not so subtle minjoon yes (laughs) okay yes the minjoon that was like the forefront like the main and then also all the v-men yeah yeah it was great it was a great story i thought it was super fun um i hope that everybody enjoyed this episode if you did there's a few ways that you can let us know um please write us a review on 
Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Please go listen to our brand new Spotify exclusive podcast one, one through seven. seven. Um, just launched today. We're so so excited to share that with you, oh, guys. It's so good. Please please check it out on yes. Spotify. Um, and then always reach out to us via email standingbtspodcast at gmail or on Instagram or Twitter standingbtspod. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. And as always, you can find links for all of those things in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.